Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I want to welcome you to the March 13th episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Cheyenne Dunham is with me, and she's going to recap the corn and soybean futures. Cheyenne? May corn closed unchanged at 365 and three quarters. That was down 10 and a quarter for our week on week. December corn closed up a penny and a quarter at 375, which was down eight and a half from last Friday's close. Looking at soybeans, May closed down 10 and three quarters at 8.48 and three quarters, which was down 42 and a half cents for the week. November soybeans closed down eight and a half at 8.64 and a half, and that was 41 cents lower than last Friday's close. Well, as far as our big story this week, once again, COVID-19 is front and center in our news this week. Unfortunately, we really don't have any new information other than the situation has gone from bad to worse. Events are being canceled, gatherings are being limited, schools are switching to online classes, and many places of employment are implementing work-from-home policies. You really don't have to look too far to find some aspect of society impacted by the virus. There's no question that world health concerns seem to have more influence than market reports recently. It's both directly and indirectly impacted corn and soybean prices. However, I did want to mention that the USDA put out this month's WASDE report on Tuesday morning, To put it simply, the USDA left the U.S. corn, wheat, and soybean balance sheets completely unchanged, and the impact on the market was minimal. So with that, let's move on to some bull bear factors. For corn, USDA's weekly export sales report showed a 12-week high for corn bookings. That came in at 1.471 metric tons, which was over 91% higher for our week-on-week and over 295% above the same time last year. We'll talk about ethanol production and prices in the bear factors in a minute, but I did want to point out something interesting about European ethanol demand. This has doubled for the month-on-month, but not for fuel like you might be thinking. Denatured ethanol is the main ingredient in hand sanitizer, which you may know is in high demand due to the COVID-19 concerns. Taking a look at South America, Brazil's safrina corn crop is 77% planted, which is lagging last year's 91% complete at this time. And Conab reduced their estimate for Brazilian corn production. It's down 402,000 metric tons to 100.486 million metric tons. Well, on the bear side this week, ethanol production was down 10 million gallons last week at 307 million gallons. Stocks also declined by 26 million gallons, remaining above 1 billion at 1.022. Low crude oil prices have put additional pressure on ethanol margins. Elaborating on low crude oil prices, we touched on it a little bit last week about how while OPEC continues to cut production, they weren't getting any cooperation from non-OPEC nations. And now Saudi Arabia has flooded the crude oil market this week, pushing levels down to ones we haven't seen since 1991. Our window for U.S. corn exports on the world market is closing, as Argentinian corn is now cheaper option for June-July delivery periods. Looking at some bull factors for soybeans, I think that week-on-week market price changes kind of tells you it's hard to find a bull factor today. But I think one thing to look at is several South American agriculture agencies have reduced their estimates for Argentinian soybean production. They've dropped it 2.5 to 3.5 million metric tons. So that puts those new estimates anywhere between 51.5 and 52 million metric tons. But on the bear side, a lot of different things you can find today. Soybean contracts posted new contract lows overnight. Export sales were 302, 835 metric tons, which is below pre-report estimates. 
That's 84% lower than this time last year, and China has canceled over 90,000 metric tons of sales. There really seems to be mixed reviews on South American production estimates. The USDA actually bumped Argentina and Brazil's production by 1 million metric tons each in their estimates earlier this week. So that leads us to the what to watch for in upcoming events. We would like you to stay tuned for a special segment of an interview with our new CEO, Matt Carstens. He had this with the guys on the big show on WHO, and that'll be following our bull bear banter here. On March 31st, the USDA's Perspective Plantings report will be out. We know that spring agronomy is underway, and we just really want to encourage you folks to stay vigilant for farm equipment moving between fields this time of year. That's something when I had younger children learning to drive, I always told them this time of year in harvest, the farmers have the right of way no matter where you're at and on what road you're at. So just be aware. So please watch out for that. And we'd also like to let you know that uh, to reduce the risk of COVID-19 to our customers and our employees, we followed CDC guidelines and implemented additional precautions at our locations. Information will be posted at our locations and is already on our website. The main message is we are open and ready to assist you. So why does this all matter? It may seem difficult to find a positive spin on the current situation. I think the most important thing we want to highlight is this is going to pass. Don't forget to continue looking at your marketing plan. Pulled from Twitter today, and I think it sums up our feelings about the current market situation well. I went to a packed house grain marketing meeting last night. Because coronavirus is scary, but so is having unpriced grain. Well, that's interesting. I know you were at a grain marketing class or session last night. How did that go for you? I was. Me as well as Samantha Wingrove and Stacy Rash, a couple of our grain marketing advisors, we were asked to guest speak at one of the Iowa State Extension grain marketing courses that they're doing. So it was a full room, mostly women, and um, one man, a banker, showed up for that as well. Had a lot of really good questions, a lot of good discussion. It was their first class, and I believe they're going to have a series of these. So I think it'll be interesting to see when we come back later next month how they've progressed on it. Good to hear. Well, in conclusion, we appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter. If you'd like to contact us, you can send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or drop an email to podcast at LandisCooperative.com. Our tagline is bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. As we mentioned, we will have a special episode following this one. We'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll be with you again next week. WHO. On the big show. We are meeting the brand new CEO with Landis Cooperative. His name is Matt Karstens. Matt, we understand you're kind of doing a uh, shake and howdy with uh, staff members, though, at uh, Landis Cooperative. So welcome to the big show. Well, thanks, Bob. It's great to be a part of it, and it's an exciting time, without a doubt, here at Landis. We've had a, a busy couple days where uh, we had a lot of employee meetings, which was exciting as, as a new CEO to get out and get to understand some of the opportunities and challenges that we get to deal with and how we move forward in in a way that's good for our farmer members and customers. But a big part was what we had our first time ever, which was a legacy builders meeting over lunch. We had former board officers and uh, former CEOs of our Landis Cooperative's uh, history and to, in quotes, give me advice and and listen to our story. It was a wonderful time to reflect on the great past and where we're going as Landis Cooperative. So it's been an exciting couple days, to say the least. Yeah, we're going to ask you a little bit about that, but I want to get a little background on you because if I recall, I was reading your biography, and you're uh, from here in the state of Iowa. 
I am. It's an honor to come back and serve as CEO of my local cooperative. So my father was on the board for uh, over 20, almost 30 years. Uh, my cousin spent uh, some time on the board. So it, it's definitely a part of, of my past. And we're still uh, very active in the farming operations here in, in uh, central Iowa. And my family was right in the middle of all that farming operation with, with us in Panora. So definitely uh, local to Iowa. And it's, it's great to be back home and working uh, in this cooperative that our farmer members own. How about that? Is that Guthrie County? Is that right? That is Guthrie County. Yep, we farm in Guthrie and Dallas, but live in Guthrie, which is where Panora is, Bob. That's exactly right. Just a little to the west of you. Son of a gun. Well, do, do you have anything done uh, as far as uh, spring? You got your fertilizer down yet? Well, we're not quite there yet. We, we had a, a great little flurry, I'd call it, on Saturday, most of it on Sunday with ammonia. And that was exciting. Anyone that was out traveling in central Iowa, maybe even parts of, of Iowa, probably saw that activity. And our agronomy business was, was uh, kind of excited to get a little bit of a test. And then the rains came and a little colder temperature yesterday and today. But I think we're, uh, we're close to where this is going to break up when we get the weather out of here. And uh, I think could be, again, as soon as this, uh, this weekend or early next week with uh, weather cooperation. So it's, it's that time of year in Iowa for sure, Bob. Yeah, an exciting time of year, certainly, Matt. Andy here, and uh, good to visit with you again. Congratulations on the position. Uh, just looking here, you've had quite the career, um, you know, overseeing crop nutrition for United Suppliers, obviously your work that uh, we've been lucky to visit with you uh, with through through Land O'Lakes. Uh, did you ever think as a kid growing up on the farm that uh, that you might have the opportunity to um, experience some of these um, pretty cool things that you've experienced? Well, Andy, it's good to visit with you again, too, and, and uh, you know, I, I've been truly blessed. Agriculture has been a part of my life from the very beginning, and being able to, with uh, Land O'Lakes to be able to expand that into food and, and even touch into the fuel and fiber piece of business, I, I'm just, I'm truly blessed. I know that, and I'm really happy to be able to bring that back to Iowa and the farmers in Iowa through Landis Cooperative. That, that's something that uh, that you don't always get to see where somebody wants to, to come back and have that influence, and, and it just means the world to me to, to take that experience across the globe and, and bring it back here to Iowa and Landis Cooperative, our home cooperative. This is just an exciting time for all of us, and I, like I said, I'm blessed to be in this position, Andy. Well, and, and not only that, but to have that hands-on experience with the family on the farm, I would imagine that, that gives you a bit of a unique perspective here in uh, in leading Landis forward and what the, the farmers need and what can really make a difference for them. Well, it is, and I assure you they've got some suggestions for me from our family farm, but, uh, you know, as, as <laughs> I think about Landis, and as we move forward, there's really three things we've got to do, which is first, we've got to make our farmer owners and customers the center of our nucleus in every decision that we make. We second got to empower our employees and, and allow them to make decisions like like it's their own business and it really truly is and we've got to give them that ability to service those farmer member and customers every day and last as you're highlighting just before this segment the world's moving fast and we've got to make sure that agriculture at least for sure here at Landis Cooperative that we're leaning into the future and providing our farmers the insight what's the cause and effect of what's going on today and how do we continue to look three five seven ten years out and bring the data and technology and, and ways to, to really power through the kind of slump that we're in right now. And this is a great place to do it at Atlantis Cooperative and just excited to, to be able to work with our employees through those three things and, and uh, turn the dial up on, on agriculture here in Iowa through Landis Cooperative. And I, and I suppose maybe um, uh, experience a few more weeknights in uh, Hilton Coliseum or Saturdays over at Jack Trice Stadium, too, at the alma mater, huh? Well, absolutely. I've, I've been very uh, 
clear with uh, with our employees on that. That I don't want to hear about any other university. It's Iowa State or nothing. So uh, uh, that is the ag school, and we got to defend that. So absolutely, for the family, I've got uh, one one kid up there as a sophomore player, and Camden, our son, will be up at Iowa State here, and I'm sure Caroline, our youngest, Shannon I's, will will get up there soon as well. So we're definitely Cyclones at heart, and uh, we look forward to seeing all of all of uh, our, our members and, and customers up there too. Well, welcome home, Matt. Uh, congratulations again, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to catching up on a more regular basis here now. I look forward to that, Andy. Bob, thanks so much, and uh, we're really proud of, of what we're doing here at Landis, and hope we can connect and continue the dialogue. You can certainly uh, hear the passion, Matt Carstens, brand new CEO, Landis Cooperative. Bob, always nice to uh, hear about somebody that uh, that's able to come back home and uh, bring some experiences through agriculture here to the great state of Iowa. Yeah, how about that, Guthrie County, Iowa farm boy.